Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Love his power. We got so blessed at the conference. But it's good to be back in Harvey Bay. Luke 24, 49, just before Jesus, this is the last verse at the end of Luke, before the three verses that describe how he went back to heaven. And this is what he said. When people say their last words, you really got to listen. Have you ever been with a dying person and they say their last words, even if they're really ill, there's something happens. There's, they just want to leave something before they leave this life. And sometimes rest, restoration comes in relationships, forgiveness flows on their deathbed. But hey, Jesus is about to go back to heaven. Listen to what he says in Luke 24, 49. Listen carefully. I am sending the promise of my Father, the Holy Spirit, upon you. But you are to remain in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed, fully equipped with power from on high. Jesus said, you've got to go to Jerusalem. Wait until you feel. He says, wait until. It would be a lot easier if he said, it's going to take 10 days, so just get ready and prepare, bring extra food and pray. He didn't tell them how long. Sometimes there are untils in our lives that we get impatient waiting. We start off passionate and hungry for God and then we just get distracted by life and get drained and discouraged. But I want to tell you, there's a few people here you need to wait until you see the breakthrough over your life. Do not give up. The Spirit of God has been promised. He's been poured out. They had to go to Jerusalem. They had 10 days. They waited. Said there was 500 got there and only 120 were there when the Holy Spirit could put it. 380 gave up waiting. Think, oh, when's this going to happen? Is God really going to show up? Imagine if you'd left 10 minutes before the Holy Spirit got put out. I'm hungry. I'm going for breakfast. 10 to 9 in the morning and then the 9 o'clock the Holy Spirit got put out. Sometimes we just miss it, like Marilyn was sharing about opportunities. If God's given you something, hold on to it like a dog with a bone. Do not let go of God's promises for our lives, for our church. Let me tell you, there's a wind of the Spirit blowing across our land. At the conference, there's so many stories. The Spirit of God is just starting to break loose in a whole new dimension. And I just know it. I can feel it. I can see it. And there's a, a hunger. There's people being drawn in. Some of you here at church today that maybe for the first time, there's a, a stirring of your heart and spirit. And God's going to draw hundreds more to our church and churches all across our nation. There's something stirring by the power of the Spirit because the wind is blowing and people are finding the until the breakthrough happens. And it's growing and it's rising. It says you'll be clothed, fully equipped with power from on high. The Holy Spirit wants us to be fully equipped for whatever compassionate area of service you are, whatever area of leadership, whatever family responsibilities, workplaces, we're going to see the blessing of God. John 14, 26 in the Amplified says, But the Helper, the Comforter, the Advocate, the Intercessor, the Counselor, the Strengthener, the Standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things. He will help you remember everything that I have told you. 
Wow, this is personally directly to the disciples, but we are his followers, his disciples. Boy, isn't it awesome when you've got a helper that's going to remind you of the things that you need to remember and to know. When there's so much confusion, strife, woke agendas everywhere. We can get confused, overwhelmed, discouraged. Let me tell you, when the Holy Spirit reminds you of how powerful he is and who you are as a son or a daughter of God and how much you've been forgiven, when you're reminded of that, everything shifts and changes. The pressures start to lift and courage and confidence is restored to your life. So the Holy Spirit is our helper. Boy, I need God's help more than ever. We need God's help to steer our way through the craziness of our world right now. We need the helper to help us with wisdom in choices and decisions. We need the Holy Spirit to help us in parenting. In our workplaces where technology changes every three days, you've got to learn new, something new. Hi, I need your help, Lord. Technology and me are distant cousins sometimes, so I really need God's help. There's so many things we need help in. When the enemy comes in to distort reality, you need help when fear comes to make you overwhelmed. We need the, the reminder of who we are in Jesus Christ. We're a new creation. Old things are gone. New things are come. All the power of heaven is released by his gifts and fruit of his spirit through our lives. Oh, God, remind us. And you'll remember everything that I have told you. Thank God for the 120 that stayed until Acts 2.1.4 says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven. There are times, there are suddenlies that God breaks in. We all want the suddenlies, but a long time ago, I realized if you don't do the dailies right, you'll never see the suddenlies. If you don't daily keep your heart at peace with God, you don't daily declutter with forgiveness. If you don't daily keep the word and the spirit and worship in your heart, you will miss the suddenlies like the 380 missed the suddenlies because other stuff got in the way. And the spirit of God just wants to keep drawing us, growing us. So it says, suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Wow. Some of you have been through tornadoes or hurricanes or typhoons or bad storms. The roar is just unbelievable. Anyone's been through one, say the roar of the wind. They saw what seemed like to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them so they had a supernatural encounter it talks about other tongues it can be other earthly languages you've never heard or learned and you can supernaturally speak in them we've all heard stories about that we have tongues of angels angelic tongues and heavenly tongues that don't make any sense to your natural mind but they connect you direct to the spirit of God and when I pray in that heavenly language something happens and shifts on the inside of my spirit and my mind catches up to what God wants me to be focusing on praying in the spirit is a beautiful powerful gift and if you've been filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in other tongues do it every day let it connect your spirit to God there's so many distractions today and you get praying in the natural and then you get distracted about what you're going to 
God, you've got to buy that day and what you've got to do for this and that. But when you pray in the Spirit, your whole being just gets caught up to heaven. It's a powerful gift that God's given you and I encourage you to walk in that. If you haven't been full of the Holy Spirit and had that heavenly language, I pray that you seek Him with all of your heart and He wants to fill us and overflow us. And it says they were filled with the Spirit. There are various symbols or signs of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. And many of us experience it. Number one, we've just talked about the wind of the Spirit. And sometimes you just feel this breeze. I remember one morning I was praying in our prayer meeting and I felt this wind just go across my hands and my arms. I thought, someone's turned the air conditioner on or the fan. So I looked around. It was that. It got my attention. I looked around. No, it wasn't. It was like the Holy Spirit says, my wind is here. The breeze of my spirit is here. I'm around you all the time, but sometimes I just remind you here that I'm with you. And so sometimes he'll do physical things to remind us that he lives within us. When we're born again, we're born again by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit lives within us. But then he wants to be baptized, saturated, soaked, overflowing with the Spirit in our lives and everything starts to shift and change. You move from a natural realm into supernatural realms. That's when healing starts to happen. That's when breakthroughs change and, and resources are released because you move from the natural to the supernatural because the Spirit of God lives in the realm of the kingdom of God. And then he brings down and downloads so we can live out and there's food for the needs and there's wisdom for the decisions. So it's translated from heaven into live out now. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He's our divine helper. If that's the only thing you remember today, He's your divine helper. Ask Him to help you. So often we're stressed, overloaded, struggling because we haven't stopped every morning and taken a few minutes to soak in His presence, be baptized and filled afresh, and you will be aware that the helper's with you all day, every day. Oh God, help us to live in that realm. There is also the fire is another sign. We saw that on the day of Pentecost. Fire. Fire came, tongues of fire. And we see that that's also there. And there's, there's other symbols. There's a river of living water. Sometimes it says, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Sometimes it feels like life's just bubbling up on the inside. Your head's going crazy. Your emotions are all over the place. But your spirit starts to bubble up with life. And all of a sudden, your mind and your emotions start to line up with the spirit of God within us. That's when we know his blessing and freedom. There's, the oil is another symbol. Anoint me with fresh oil. The dove of the Spirit. Remember when Jesus was baptized? The Holy Spirit came like a dove, which speaks of peace, purity, and presence over our lives. There's some others. There's uh, the rain of the Spirit or dew from heaven. The wine of the Spirit, that you'll be filled to overflowing, to be clothed with the Spirit. There's many symbols that God will sometimes use and, and allow you to experience or see to remind you. Because we need physical reminders sometimes of the spiritual realities. It's just the way we're made as human beings. John 3, 8 says, For the Spirit wind blows as it chooses you can hear its sound but you don't know where it came from or where it's going so it is the same with those who are spirit born or born again 
Today I want to say you need to be born again. Billy Graham was a great evangelist, saw maybe up to 100 million people come to Christ over his ministry. And I heard him live in, in Sydney in 1979 at Randwick Racecourse with 80,000 people there. That was just an amazing experience. I wept my way through that service as I saw thousands of people give their lives to Jesus. And he got up and preached. He said, you must be born again. If he said it once, he said it 10 times. You must be born again. You must be born from above. You need a fresh start in life. And I want to say, if you're watching online today, you need to be born again. You, you, there's something stirring in your heart saying, I need change. I need, I need some breakthroughs. You must start with being born again by the Spirit of God, where you open your heart and say, God, you're my creator. I need your forgiveness of my sin. And it says that the Spirit wind, the Holy Spirit blows like the wind. You don't know where it starts. You don't know where it finishes. But it's blowing. It's coming across our hearts and our lives. You can hear it but you can't see it, and the wind is invisible, but its effects are apparent. You can't see the wind, but you can see the effect of it blowing. And in the natural, we need some wind. If you're on a sailboat, you need some wind. You can't go sailing if there's no wind. We need it for windmills and uh, to pump water and for electricity. We need it for cooling and refreshing. We need it to blow the clouds of rain over the mountains so that they'll rain. We need to, when your wind blows, do you know it strengthens the plants and trees? Plants that are growing up in a greenhouse with no wind against them, you put them out, outside and often they blow over and snap within days because they've got no resistance. And sometimes... The winds of evil blow, but other times the wind of the Spirit blow to give some resilience and strength in your soul. And we push back and say, it's all, it's all from the pit of hell. Sometimes God allows winds come to strengthen your soul so that you can achieve what you're meant to achieve. The wind blows. The usual Hebrew and Greek terms for spirit are ruach or pneuma, each translated not only as spirit, but also as breath or wind. So ruach and pneuma mean spirit, Holy Spirit. And that's what we have, the wind of the spirit. So the Holy Spirit is designated as the outbreathing of God so that he constitutes the atmosphere within which each believer lives. Because the wind is unseen but powerful, penetrating, life-giving, exhilarating and refreshing, it especially symbolizes the redemptive work of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes natural wind has great power like it does in a cyclone or a terrible storm. The Holy Spirit in the spirit realm is very powerful. If the enemy comes in to tear down you, let me tell you, the wind of the Spirit can come and blow that out of the way real quick. But you've got to connect and be aware his presence fills our lives. But you've got to be aware and say, Holy Spirit, come and break these strongholds of illness or of fear, of generational curses over people's lives. God, let the wind of your spirit, I, I release your spirit to blow and get those things out of my mind and my heart. Those conditions that lock us down. The Holy Spirit wants to be released by our words, by our attitude, for his breakthroughs in our hearts and our lives. 
The power of the wind can blow away the dust, the fog, the smoke and the clouds. I remember the Sunshine Coast years ago, we had terrible bushfires right down through the forests of Landsborough and Biwa, right down to Caboolture. And for about three weeks, the wind just didn't blow and we were all just choking on the, the smoke. If you went right to the coastline, there was about two or three kilometres, the sea breeze was just enough to blow. And so everyone would go there to get some fresh air for an hour or two and then they'd go back to their homes. For about three weeks, there was just not enough wind to blow away this terrible blanket of smoke that was over the Sunshine Coast. It was, it was terrible for about three weeks. You go to Delhi in India and the pollution there is one of the worst polluted cities in the world. And one of the reasons is because there's not enough wind during summer the, the, the atmospheric conditions, it just settles down and it doesn't blow away for sometimes several months. And just walking around the streets of Delhi, it's like smoking four cigarettes a day. That's how bad it is. And all this gunk just comes out of your mouth and your nose just by walking around the pollution. But there's no wind. And, in, and when the season changes, the wind blows and the pollution is probably 10 or 20% um, of what it was a month before. The wind can blow a lot of stuff out of our lives. And let me tell you, it can also blow the right things in. If you don't have wind, you can't sail. And sometimes the very winds that come... I'm amazed with sailors. They can have a wind coming directly to them and they can make progress. By the way they put their sails, you'd think it would blow them backwards. But they can have the different sails and they can actually... An adverse wind can still drive you forward. That's what the Holy Spirit can do in our lives as you let His Spirit work in our hearts and our souls. Praying and worshiping the Spirit can transform our hearts and minds. I encourage you, when we worship and praise in church, do it with all your heart. Don't be there thinking, oh, I don't really know this song, so I'll just sort of wait till the next song. No, get involved. If you don't know the song, pray in the Spirit or speak the name of Jesus. Do whatever. Because when you do that, you are opening up your soul for the wind of the Spirit to blow over and through your life. When we pray, pray with all your being. Don't just sit back and wait for the couple of prayers that are confident prayers. Just get involved because something's released when you release and speak the name of Jesus. You've got to confess the reality saying, hey, there's some tough things going on in our community, but you have said your spirit is here to push back the darkness. The wind of the Spirit's blowing to release the freedom over our families and over our lives. And we need to get in. Let it come out of your soul, out of your spirit, the confession of your mouth. Let the wind of the Spirit blow. Lord, blow upon us, I pray. Blow the smoke out of our eyes so that we can run with your clear vision. God wants to open our eyes to see and our ears to hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Are you hearing the voice of the Spirit or are you hearing the voice of fear and confusion and strife? I talk with people and they're so worried about interest rates rising. Let me tell you, they haven't even got back to normal levels yet and people are panicking. But we need to say, God, you're our source. Give us wisdom how to live our lives. <coughs> so much fear rules and we need the wind of the Spirit to blow that fear away so we can live in the truth and freedom of our provider, Jesus, our Lord. The Holy Spirit's there to help us. Yes, we face those realities, but don't let them swamp you or overwhelm you. John 20, 22, Jesus was talking to him in the, John, this is some of his last uh, encounters with him, and it says, and with that he breathed on him and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Remember, Ruah, 
Pneuma is breath or wind. He breathed on them. So it's only when you're praying for your kids, you're breathing and releasing life over their troubled souls. Because when you speak, you've got to release breath. When you sing, it takes breath to sing. And any professional singing coach will tell you you've got to breathe properly if you want to sing properly. Otherwise, you'll quickly run out of breath or you'll wreck your vocal cords. I used to sing so loud and be so passionate. I was younger, I'd sometimes go home Sunday nights with hardly any voice for a couple of days. I thought, next week I'm going to look after my voice. But boy, it took me a few years to learn to be wiser about how to do that because I just would breathe out and forget to breathe in enough and I'd strain my vocal cords. Thankfully, the last few years, I've got a little bit more wisdom with age and I've learnt to breathe better and not to try and make things happen but let the Spirit flow through me and see it happen. But when you speak, when you pray, when you worship... When you declare, it takes breath for you to release that. And we need to have the breath of God flowing through our souls. So it's not just words, it's Holy Spirit empowered, dynamic, breakthrough stuff. When you speak a promise of God, it's like throwing a hand grenade into the enemy's camp. Let me tell you, when you worship and lift up the name of Jesus, every demon in hell trembles. Fear that has tried to grip your soul and your family (coughs) is pushed back. We don't realize the breath of God is coming out of our spirit because he dwells within us. Oh, we need to learn to release this. The breath of God to change the atmosphere. Because when you allow that, when the breath of God, the wind of God comes, the atmosphere changes. That smoke blew away and we had fresh air when the wind came. We could breathe and and work and not struggle to get through the day. Wind of the Spirit. Let it blow. He said, receive. He breathed on and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So I believe prophetically, he released that in the Spirit. And a few weeks later, on the day of Pentecost, the outworking of it happened. He already spoke it, breathed on them. And then within weeks... The manifestation of the outpouring of the Spirit was revealed. Wow. Wow. If you've got children or grandchildren that are going through a tough time, pray blessing on them. Breathe out the life of God over them. Declare. Throw out a few hand grenades to destroy the schemes of the enemy. Lift up the name of Jesus. Pray in the Spirit because He will then give you a heavenly download to know what different to do. Sometimes we try everything we can. Do all you can and God will do what you can't. But if you're sitting around waiting for God to do it all, he'll say, come on, get up and do what I've told you to do. Pray, worship, love, reach out, take authority, release the kingdom of God and then he'll come and do what you can't. Come on, we've got to step up and let the wind of the Spirit move us. God's saying, come on, let the word of the Lord come out of your mouth with a freedom and with authority. It's time to arise. As we were worshiping today, I saw people rising on the wings of the Spirit of God. You are rising out of your place of poverty. You are rising out of your place of sickness. You are rising out of the place of depression and fear. Because when you worship, it says you will rise up on wings like eagles. And an eagle's above it, not underneath it. Don't be a turkey in the dirt. Be an eagle rising above 
the things that have robbed and stolen from your life. Because in the dirt, there's dust mites and there's all sorts of things that will just niggle away at your soul. But when you rise in the Spirit, there's clean air. There's freedom. When you rise up, the pollution doesn't go that high. There's freedom. Ephesians 5.15 says, Therefore, see that you walk carefully, living life with honour, purpose and courage. Shunning those who tolerate and enable evil, not as the unwise, but as the wise. Sensible, intelligent, discerning people, making the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence. Because the days are filled with evil. Sounds like today. Therefore, do not be foolish and thoughtless, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is wickedness, corruption or stupidity, but be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by Him. So that word filled is be being filled. It's a present continuous tense. It's not that I got filled by the Spirit in 2001 at a youth camp. No, this is be being filled every day with the life of the Spirit. You have an initial experience when you're born again, filled with the Spirit, and then you continue to be being filled by your words, your actions, your confession, your prayer, your worship, and releasing what you have. It's time to be baptized afresh in the Holy Spirit. It goes on and says, Speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, offering praise by singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. There's three signs here that you're living a spirit-filled life. Number one, be a praiser and a worshipper. Even if you don't have a good voice, find a way just to release. Sing it out. Speak it out. Number two, always giving thanks to God the Father for all things in the name of Jesus. If you're filled with the Spirit, you will be thankful for all God is and what He's done and what He's going to do. You have, you have a worshipping heart, a praising heart. You have a thankful heart. And thirdly, being subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. You've got a, a spirit of humility, surrender. You're always believing for the best in one another, bringing out the best in one another, not to say I'm better than you, but releasing the spirit. So there's three signs of a present spirit-filled life. Number one, a praiser and worshiper. Number two, always giving thanks to God no matter where you are. And number three, there is a spirit of humility and subjection and respect for one another from the heart of God. No superstars in the kingdom of God. We're all saved by grace. We just all flow with our different gifts and callings. I believe there's a shakeout. COVID has been a shakeout in the body of Christ. And there's a lot of people are being come back to a place of humility and surrender. And those who haven't or can't, God's dealing with them. It's happening all over the world. It's an opportunity to get our hearts right in the spirit of the Lord. Then it says, be led by the Spirit. Romans 8, 14. For all who are allowing themselves to be led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Wow. So you're born again, but you're only really a son or a daughter if you're allowing yourself to be led by the Holy Spirit. That's a powerful thought. You are led and allowing yourself to be led and guided by the Spirit of God. For we have not received a spirit of slavery leading into fear of God's judgment. You have received the spirit of adoption of sons, the spirit producing sonship by which we joyfully cry, Abba, 
Father. The Holy Spirit will always lead you into intimacy with Jesus and the Father. He will always lead you closer to Jesus and the Father God. Always. That's His work. He will always lead you and draw you. Sometimes when you're in a meeting, you just feel drawn closer to God's heart. You're singing a song and all of a sudden it takes changes from words on the screen to revelation in your spirit. And for the whole week, you can't get that song out of your heart because God's reminding you of a powerful truth that you've been forgiven much, therefore you love much. His grace is sufficient for you. That's why I love the songs that release the truth of God over our souls. Yesterday I started singing a song. Sweet Wind, Rachel remembers this one. I went to Toronto in 1994 when there, was, when there was a major move of God broke out. And one of the songs that David Roos wrote was so popular. I came back and everyone wanted to hear the stories of what happened. So Rachel and I went around to a few different churches and prayer groups and we'd sing this song. Thank God Rachel was there helping me sing it. And uh, people still come up to me today and say, I remember being at that meeting. I met a guy who's a leader of a national Pentecostal movement now. I met him this year. He says, do you remember that, that prayer meeting you came to and you sang that song and you told us about what was happening in Toronto? I looked at him and said... I remember the house I did, but I didn't remember you personally there. He's now the leader of a national movement. He, every time he sees us, he says, remember that night because God did something in my soul that's launched him to be a significant apostolic leader. And I thought, whoa, we were just singing a song. But there was a way, something was on it. There's a wind blowing all across the land. A fragrant breeze of heaven blowing once again. Don't know where it comes from. Don't know where it goes, but let it flow over me. Blow over me. Oh, sweet wind, come and blow over me. Second verse, there's a rain a-pouring, showers from above. Mercy drops are coming, mercy drops of love. Turn your face to heaven. Let the water pour. Let it pour over me. Oh, sweet rain, come and pour over me. Third verse, there's a fire burning falling from the sky awesome tongues of fire consuming you and I can you feel it burning burn the sacrifice let it burn over me oh sweet fire come and burn over me I went to Toronto and they sang that song for hours and the more we sang it the more the Holy Spirit was demonstrated with fire wind salvation deliverance transformation I remember we just sang and saying, and the guy who wrote it was there leading it, David Roos. And I've never forgotten that. And that song's been coming back to me again the last few weeks. I thought, God, you're getting us ready for this next incredible flow and wind and life and power and outpouring. And it's rising in our hearts. I want to encourage you today. I just want to fan to flame the wind of the Spirit over your soul. Let your hunger grow. Come on, let's position ourselves hungry for His Spirit. Because when the Spirit flows, you become so aware of His presence. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Saturate us. Let us become more aware of your presence. The Holy Spirit takes you from the natural into a place of connection with the spiritual 
that then you download and you affect the natural around you. That's how the Spirit of God flows in ministry. I thought, Lord, pour it out, pour it out. Job said, the Spirit of God has made me the breath of the Almighty, gives me life. Reminded of that other song, this is the air I breathe. Your holy presence living in me. This is my daily bread. Your very word spoken to me. I'm desperate for you. And there's a cry within my heart. There's a cry in so many hearts. I saw it all week at the conference. There's a cry across the body of Christ in our nation, and it's probably in other nations of the world, saying, God, release your spirit. Shane Willard, when he was here, he told the story of one of his guys that he knows did major research. I shared this a few weeks ago, but I want to remind you again in case you didn't hear it. He did major research on all the major pandemics, plagues that have happened, including the Black Plague, the Bubonic Plague, the Spanish Flu, and all this since the time of Christ. He found four common themes in all of them, every one of them, had crazy end-time teaching that Jesus was coming back in the middle of it to rescue the people. There was a lot of conspiracy theories and fear. There was a lot of government overreach and control. And I forget what the fourth one is. I've got to try and remember. But then, the thing that then he said was, at the end of each of those pandemics, plagues, there was a three-year of great spiritual awakening all over the world. Churches overflowed. Millions came into the kingdom of God. And Shane said, I believe that's going to probably begin to break loose now, but probably the beginning of next year when the rest of the mandates are all over, that's when it'll break loose in great power. And when he said it, my spirit leapt. And just talking to pastors this week, already there's outbreaks of the Spirit of God happening in power. And it's beginning to break loose in our church. And more and more people are coming to church who haven't been for decades. Some people have never walked in the side of a church and they're just arriving. And you find out someone invited them or, or someone, some of them have never even been invited. They just woke up one day and said, I've got to get myself sorted with God. Because you've been praying and sowing in the Spirit for years. Let me tell you, the wind of the Spirit blows. The whole community starts to get affected. Oh. Just want to share one more thought before I finish today. Ezekiel 37 the hand of the Lord was on me. He brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. Some of you have heard this bones story. Valley of dry bones. He led me back and forth among them. I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? Doesn't God ask you some tough questions sometimes? Can this ever turn around? He wants to know where your heart's at. Sometimes everything seems to be getting worse, but that's the moment you've got to start speaking some words of faith. I love his response. He was a wise man. He said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. <laughs> he wasn't going to commit himself. <laughs> he was a prophet, but he says, Only you know the answer to that one, Lord. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to his bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. Woo! There's some people here, 
You've got to start to confessing and declaring and prophesying over your family and over this church and over our city and over our nation. Don't let fear rule you and say, how are we going to deal with this? Start to declare the word of the Lord because when the wind of the Spirit blows, the breath of God comes into the dry bones which represents people that have, have walked away from God or have never experienced His grace or people that are lulled into a false sense of fear and security, but this wind of the Spirit blows and everything starts to shake and rattle. And let me tell you, is what happened. I will attach tendons to you and make fresh flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I'll put breath in you and you will come to life. We need a lot of Christians across our nation to come to life. We've got the truth, but we need the wind of the Spirit to blow upon our souls and our minds so we come to life and live out what God's called us to live out. Oh God, then you will know that I, that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. There's a key there about being led by the Holy Spirit. Do what God tells you to do. It's hearing or seeing, then obeying. Too many of us reason it out and wait too long. Holy Spirit will give you wisdom in the right way to do things, but start doing it privately. And then God will release you to do it in a prayer group. or but God, just learn to do it privately over your own life and your family first. I looked. And then he says, And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. This is really a scary thing, eh? In the graveyard, and all of a sudden, you hear all the bones starting to move. Woo! I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared to them, and skin covered them. But there was no breath in them. It's really sad, but there are some Christians and churches that look like the body of Christ, but there's not much breath in them. I pray, Lord, let that never be me. And let that never be our church. Let it never be that we look like the real thing, but there's no breath in life. God. Breathe on us. Breathe through us. And it says, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breath from the four winds and breathe in these slains that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Wow. And then the story goes on. I'm thinking, God, you are starting to breathe life into your church, into individual Christians. And if you're not a part of this army yet, you need to get connected because let me tell you, there's a whole lot going to happen in the next two or three years in our nation the clash of light and darkness is going to accelerate. But boy, we're going to see some incredible works of God if we're looking and a part of it. The Spirit of the Lord is raising an army of faith-filled, unselfish Christians who are led by the Holy Spirit to bring love, hope, grace and truth to this. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.basechristianchurch.com.au 
or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.